You're listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Breads. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Now to the stadium. Calling today's action, here's Dick Palmer. Thank you and welcome into another broadcast of Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball. This is game number 43 on the Raiders' schedule this year. So we're coming down the home stretch with three conference series and a couple of midweek games, all that's left on this 2022 schedule. The Blue Raiders come into the game with a record of 23 and 19. They are 12 and 9 in Conference USA. And against the Florida International Panthers, tonight's opponents, 13 and 28. They are 5 and 16 in conference play. Dick Palmer with you from Miami, Florida. We're on the campus of Florida International University, the FIU baseball stadium here. And it's been a long time since we've been here. 2014 was our last visit to FIU for baseball. So the the surroundings here are uh, much the same as they were the last time we were here eight years ago. They have put a new coat of paint on the stadium, which uh, badly needed it eight years ago. And other than that, uh, the wind's blowing, the sun's shining, and it's uh, just about the same as we remember Miami, Florida. 91 degrees here, but the humidity is low, 47%, so it's not that humid. Skies are partly cloudy. Just a very slight chance of rain and winds out of the south, southwest at 11 miles an hour. Checking the flagpole out in uh, left center field. It looks like the, ball, the uh, wind is going to be blowing out toward right field and right center, at least uh, at the present time. So it's Middle Tennessee and FIU meeting for the 49th time in baseball. And it's been a very close series. The Raiders have won 23 of the past 48, and the Panthers have won 25. So in order to uh, get back even or get ahead in the series, the Raiders are gonna have to win either two out of three or sweep this series with FIU. The two teams played last year in Murfreesboro in the uh, kind of abbreviated season where teams played four game uh, series with a double header in between the two single games and the team split those uh, four games at Reese Smith's Field. In fact, FIU won the getaway day game in 12 innings, 11 to nine. But it's a new year, and the Raiders and the Panthers set to go at it here. First pitch schedule for seven o'clock Miami time, six o'clock, of course, Murfreesboro time. We're gonna take our first break, and when we come back, I'm gonna be talking with Blue Raider Senior left-hander Peyton Wigginton. That will be coming your way next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. 
At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Hey, hey, hey! Nothing gets your attention like a happy client. When we were planning our move from Wisconsin to Murfreesboro, we chose Chip Walters of Exit Realty. He knows Rutherford County, and we looked in several neighborhoods. And Chip helped us write an offer on a house in Murfreesboro. And it was accepted on the first try. If you were to tell me you were looking at buying or selling a home, I'd tell you to choose Chip. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamon Associates, your trusted advisor in real estate. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. You are listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Welcome back into our pregame show. The Raiders and FIU start a three-game series today in Miami. Senior uh, Peyton Wigginton is going to be visiting with us. Has it uh, hit you yet that you've only got like three more starts left in your career? You know, it's something I've really not been trying to think about too much, but every now and then I will think about it that, man, I really don't have too many more games to put on this uniform. And I mean, I'm just trying to stay in the moment and and trying to make the most of every time I'm out at the field because, I mean, like you said, there really are not that many moments left for me. You've been uh, used a little bit differently this year. You've been accustomed to being a starting pitcher. Uh, first year, you were used as an outfielder pitcher, and now you've been used out as a bullpen some. So when you come to the ballpark, do you ever know what you're going to be doing? Um, I, I have somewhat of an idea before we go into the weekend. Me and Coach Myers will usually discuss that I'll be hot for Friday or whatever. So I usually know that I'll be hot at least for the first game, and then we'll kind of just play it by ear after that first game, take it one game at a time sort of thing. So if, if they need you tonight, you're ready, and if, if not, you're ready to go tomorrow, right? That's right, exactly. Yeah, well, it's good to kind of know your role when you come to the ballpark. 
right, we're in uh, a little bit different conditions. They've been we've been accustomed to playing in. We had practice out here last night. Golly, it's a lot warmer today than it was yesterday. Uh, I think having these two night games actually is going to be pretty nice. I mean, uh, anytime we can be under the lights and have the sun off us for a while, it's even on these hotter days at nighttime. It's it's a nice. It's a, usually a nice evening. Okay, you've already completed your degree, so as, as far as uh, you're concerned, school is over, and won't be coming back here. But uh, what are your what are your plans for the immediate future? Uh, I know you've been thinking about it. Uh, maybe, I mean, there's a, a potential chance I could still be playing baseball next year, whether it be overseas or minor league, something like that. But I, may, I might get into coaching baseball if uh, professional baseball don't seem to work out for me. Do you miss uh, hitting? I actually do a lot. I wish I could still be in the lineup every day. It's something I do miss quite a bit. Well, you, you did it pretty well, and uh, it came down to the point where we needed you that, mm -hmm. that first year, and, and you responded. But... Uh, now with the big leagues having done away with the with the uh, pitchers hitting on in both leagues, there's there's not much uh, future for a hitting pitcher anymore. Yeah, I think it's kind of sad. I mean, it does make sense. You want nine professional hitters in a lineup for the fans to see, but for the history of the game, you've had a pitcher hitting for the National League. So I mean, just in terms of history, I felt like it's nice to have them. But I mean, the the game can evolve, I suppose. We have enjoyed watching you play for the last five years and uh, wish you the best, whether you're out there tonight in a relief role or tomorrow in a starting role. I know you'll give it your best. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed being here and, and working with you. And that is uh, Peyton Wigginton. Peyton Wigginton, uh, Blue Raider left-handed pitcher who, if he's not used to tonight in a relief role, will be starting the second game of the series tomorrow night. So it's Middle Tennessee and Florida International. And speaking of pitchers, our pitcher tonight, our normal Friday night pitcher, Zach Keenan, will be on the mound for the Blue Raiders. He is 4-4 four and four on the season. And for the Panthers, it will be their best pitcher, Patrick Pridgen, who is a senior. He is 2-6 and six on the year, making his 12th start. It will also be Keenan's 12th start of the season. We'll tell you a little bit more about the starting pitchers and when we come back with starting lineups as the uh, Raiders and the Panthers about to get it going here. The umpires are meeting with the head coaches at home plate. This discussion uh, usually takes a little longer on the first game of a series because the, the uh, home standing manager has to go over the ground rules of the stadium with both the visiting head coach and the umpiring crew. So the umpires are out there. Uh, Jonathan Mary will be the home plate umpire with his merry men, Jeff Francis uh, coaching, I'm sorry, Jeff Franks coaching third and Patrick Graham will be, uh, I said coaching, he'll be umpiring at first base. We had him in the, uh, not the last series, I don't think, but the series before that behind the plate. So. That uh, meeting continues out on the field as the Blue Raiders and the Panthers meet for the 49th time. Folks here at uh, FIU have uh, kindly uh, given us uh, a, a great uh, situation to view the game. We're outside the press box under a tent, which will uh, take care of the sun, I think. And the, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a nice breeze coming through here. So that's appreciated on a 91-degree a night in Miami. 
We'll take our final break. Back with starting lineups and first pitch on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And welcome back in. We've just had the playing of the national anthem. Florida International has taken the field. Let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by the Ascend Federal Credit Union. The exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations. And four of those will be in Murfreesboro. So for the Raiders, they'll bat this way. Fausto Lopez will lead off at shortstop. JT Mabry at second base, batting second. Jackson Galloway, the designated hitter, will hit third. Mason Spears does the catching. He'll be in the cleanup spot. Brett Coker at third base will bat fifth. Eston Snyder in right field hits sixth. Tatsunari Nagishi at first base will bat seventh. Brian Dillingham in left field will hit eighth. And batting ninth will be the center fielder, Luke Benson. On the mound, right-hander, Zach Keenan. For Florida International, let's check them defensively here in the first inning. They will give you their batting order a little bit later. It will be Noel Perez playing third base. Stephen Odina at shortstop. Dante Girardi at second. Adrian Figueroa. At first, Robert Sotolongo in left field, Alex or Alec Sanchez in center, Ruben Carpio in right, Matthew Gonzalez will be the catcher. And the pitcher will be right-hander Patrick Pridgen, making his 12th appearance and 12th start. He is two and six with a 4.58 
Earned run average in 59 innings. He's allowed 52 hits, 30 earned runs. Has given up seven home runs. Walked 35. Listen to this, strikeouts 92 in 59 innings. Opponents hitting 229 against the right-hander, Patrick Pridgen. So we'll see what the Raiders can uh, do against this uh, right-hander for FIU. Pridgen listed at 6'4", 220. He is a sophomore from Apple Valley, Minnesota and a transfer from University of Oregon. So he uh, traversed the entire United States to get from Oregon to Miami, Florida. Raiders in their blue tops here on Friday night. White pinstripes. Normally wear gray on Friday, but had to change the uniform a little bit uh, due to the fact they did not want to wear black on Sunday during the heat. We'll be playing uh, at 11 o'clock Murfreesboro time on Sunday. Second game will be starting an hour earlier, so we'll be on the air at 4.45 tomorrow for a 5 p.m. start and then 10.45 for the pregame show Sunday morning. First pitch from Pridgen right in there for a strike called. We're underway at 7.02 Miami time, 6.02 at home. One strike to count to Lopez, 2.97. And the next pitch in for a strike, and it is nothing and two. Bridgen's pitch swung on, hit in the air into right center field. Center fielder on a long run will make a running catch out there. That is Sanchez, and he will retire Lopez for out number one here in the first inning. Just from our vantage point, which is a little bit toward the, uh, we're on the first base side, outside under a, under a tent, got a nice breeze, but uh, we are, that, that outfield looks huge. Of course, it's the, it's the same dimensions everywhere as far as the foul lines are concerned. First pitch from Pridgen to JT Mabry, skips back to the backstop for ball one. But just looking at it, and there's a lot of foul ground down each foul line. That might make it look a little bigger. There's a ball fouled off to the right side. And the count one and one. Raiders in the first base dugout. Bullpen is down the uh, right field line. Count one and one. And the pitch to the plate bounced over the third baseman's head and into left field. That will be a base hit. The shortstop, Odina, was able to get behind the third baseman and keep it from going all the way through. But that is a base hit for JT Mabry. He is at first base with one out. And the batter is Jackson Galloway. He's the DH again. Galloway, the Raiders' leading hitter at 358. He's got a 10-game hitting streak. And is nine for his last 15, including a five-for-five five game against UTSA last weekend. And a grounder to third. Backhanded by the third baseman. Makes a long throw to first. Off the mark. Galloway's safe. Mabry goes into second. We'll see how they score that. They're going to give him a hit. 
So Galloway extends his hitting streak with an infield single. And JT Mabry into second base. Runners at first and second now with one out. How about in the catcher number 23, Mason Spears? Here's Mason Spears, the Raider catcher. 277 coming in. His average has been sliding a bit lately. Coming off an uh, 0 for 5 game at Georgia State on Tuesday. We'll see if he can, he can find some green grass out there. We are on natural turf. Outfield playing him straight away. Raiders first and second. The pitch skips up there in the dirt and good stop by the catcher, Gonzalez. It's ball one to Spears. He'll be followed by Brett Coker. Jordan Getzelman coaching third for the Raiders. And at first, Forrest Arnold. One ball, no strikes to Spears. Check of the runners and the pitch to the plate is swung on and fouled back to the screen and the count will go to one and one on the Blue Raider catcher. Got some Blue Raider fans down here. Uh, getting toward the end of the year. Parents, grandparents coming to watch their uh, youngsters play. One ball, one strike. And the pitch to the plate is swung on and missed. The count goes to one and two. What we can see right away while Pridgen has struck out 92 in 59 innings, he's got a blazing fastball. I haven't noticed if they put the uh, radar gun up on the scoreboard yet. We'll see. The count one and two to Spears. Big right-hander comes set and delivers inside. One ball, one strike. Jonathan Mary behind the plate, calling the balls and strikes. Patrick Graham at first and Jeff Franks, the third base umpire. Two balls, two strikes to Spears. Runners lead at first and second and a breaking ball sails high and outside. Four ball three. So the count is full to Spears. Runners at first and second. The Raiders don't run a lot in this situation, but we'll keep an eye on those runners. Pretty good speed on the bases in Mabry and Galloway. Three balls, two strikes. Pridgen comes set. The runner on second goes. Throw to third is not in time as Mabry still third, but Galloway at first did not break. So he is still at first. So give JT Mabry his 10th stolen base of the season. Now batting number 24, third base, Brett Coker. Brett Coker will bat with two outs after Spears struck out. First and third, two outs. Here's Coker. Pitch to the plate is swung on and missed. Strike one. (laughs) 
They got a very nice facility here with uh, a lot of seating, but unfortunately, too many empty seats. One strike to count. Raiders at first and third. And Coker takes the pitch high for ball one. One and one. Brett hitting 261. Had a good game at Georgia State Tuesday with a double, triple, and single. Just one home run shot of the cycle. One and one the count. And he takes a fastball high. Count goes to two and one. First time here for the Raiders since 2014. Check of the runner. The runner on first goes. The pitch is high. The throw to second base is cut off by the pitcher. That'll be a stolen base for Galloway. And the pitch was high for ball three. So the Raiders with a couple of steals here in the first inning have two runners in scoring position with two outs. And three and one, a good hitter's count to Coker. Full windup and the pitch is swung on. Popped high in the air and out of play. The count will go full, three and two. Bridgen with a 3-2 count on the second straight batter. Strike three called, and the inning is over. Coker took a fastball for strike three. So that's all in the first inning for the Raiders. No runs, two hits, and two men left on base. A couple of strikeouts in the inning for Pridgen. We'll go to the bottom of the first inning. Middle Tennessee nothing. FIU coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders. Thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee? Not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. And we go to the bottom of the first inning. As Zach Keenan taking his warm-up tosses, he'll face a batting order for FIU. That goes this way. Steven Odino, shortstop, will lead off. Alex Sanchez, the center fielder, hits second. Adrian Figueroa, the first baseman, bats third. George Ramirez, the designated hitter, is in the cleanup spot. Robert Soltolango in left field will bat fifth. Matthew Gonzalez, the catcher, hits sixth. Dante Girardi at second base, bats seventh. 
Ruben Carpio in right field will hit eighth. Noel Perez, the third baseman, bats ninth. For the Raiders, uh, defensively, Coker and Lopez on the left side of the infield, Mabry and Nagishi on the right side, Dillingham, Vincent, Snyder, left to right in the outfield, and Spears behind the plate. Zach Keenan, senior, 6'6", Swanee, Georgia, 4-4 record, 5.16 earned run average, 66 in the third innings, has given up 71 hits, 38 earned runs, making his 12th start. 12th appearance of the season. He has two complete games. He's given up 10 homers and 17 walks, 49 strikeouts, opponents hitting 270. And the first pitch swung on and hit foul off to the left side. Stephen Odina, the batter. Shortstop for the Panthers coming in at 233. Bats from the right side. Played against us last year when the teams played a four-game series at Reese Smith Field. Hits one into left field. Dillingham backed up a couple of steps, but it is right at him, and he makes the catch for out number one. Eldena flies to Dillingham and left for the first out. The batter is Alec Sanchez, the center fielder. He will hit from the left side. The center fielder, number 13. Sanchez hitting 281. He is from Jacksonville and a transfer from Florida State. One out, base is empty. Pitch high and away, ball one. FIU head coach is Merlin Melendez in his sixth year. One ball, no strikes. And that is a strike call, letter high fastball. One and one to Sanchez. Figueroa, first baseman on deck to hit next. Keenan's pitch, taken outside, ball two. Two balls and a strike to Sanchez. One out here in the first inning. Raiders had two runners in scoring position in the top of the inning, but could not bring them around. Pitch high again, ball three, and the count goes to three and one on Sanchez. Outfield playing this left-handed hitter straight away. He stands deep in the box. And the pitch swung on and missed. Count will go full at three, three and two. 91 degrees at game time. Wind out of the south-southwest at 11. Blowing out a bit towards center and right center. Ground ball to second. Scooped over there by Mabry. Plenty of time. Throws him out at first. Two up and two down here in the first inning. This will bring up Adrian Figueroa, sophomore first baseman. This is a young team starting one, two, three, four, five, six sophomores, two freshmen, and a junior. As far as the position players, their pitcher is a senior. Two outs, bases empty. Figueroa also bats from the left side. Takes a big cut at the first pitch. Comes up empty, strike one. Keenan's last start was a week ago against UTSA, and he did not fare well in that start. Pitch just missed outside, one and one. 
Zach went five innings, gave up seven runs, all earned on eight hits. Did not walk anybody but and had seven strikeouts, but he was just hit hard in that game. Pitch outside for a ball. Two balls and one strike. There's a ball hit foul down the left side. Coker gives it a run, but it's going to be over the retaining fence. Uh, down by the Panther bullpen down to the third base side. And the count will go to two and two. I was looking back to see how Cannon did last year. Don't think he pitched any in that series against FIU at home. Two balls, two strikes. And the right-hander delivers the ground ball to Mabry. Scoops it up, nice stop, throws to first, and that's gonna be a one, two, three inning for Zach Keenan and the Blue Raiders. Fly ball and a couple of ground outs. Three up and three down, nothing across. We've Folks, played one complete inning. Middle Tennessee, nothing, FIU, nothing. On the Blue Raider Network, from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Throw goes down to second. Top of the second inning for the Raiders. It will be Eston Snyder to lead off. Snyder, Nagishi, and Dillingham. Six, seven, eight hitters in Coach Jim Tolman's lineup. Coach Tolman in his fourth year as head coach. Split four games with FIU last season at home. And here is Snyder, freshman right fielder, 316 is his average. And the first pitch swung on a miss, strike one. Native of Franklin, played at Page High School, as did Peyton Wigginton. Swing and a miss, and went for a bad pitch in the dirt outside. The count is 0-2 to Snyder. He'll be followed by Nagishi and Dillingham. The 0-2 pitch, and he looks at a pitch low and outside for a ball, one and two. Snyder has one extra base hit, a double, 
has driven in four runs, but he has played a very good outfield for the Raiders and hits this one into left, no, shallow. <laughs> Got fooled a little bit as that one came off the bat and the shortstop will make the grab before that ball could get to the outfield. So that is a one out pop up to short for Snyder and the batter is Nagishi. Nagishi at 236 with one home run. Hit it during the last homestand. Pitch is high and outside for ball one. Six doubles, a homer, nine runs batted in, and a 236 average for the left-handed hitter. Drills this one to right field, but the right fielder had him play just right, makes a running catch for out number two. Nagishi hit it hard, a line drive, caught by the right fielder Carpio for the second out, and the batter is Brian Dillingham. Dillingham has uh, people here tonight. He is from Bradenton, which is on the other side of on the uh, west coast of Florida. Hits one high in the air and foul out of play. But he's got folks that made the four-hour or so drive. Come and see this final series. Final series uh, for the Raiders here in Miami. Two more. Big series to come. Pitch the plate, swing and a miss. And the count is 0-2 to Dillingham. Brown hitting 246. Had a nice game at Georgia State Tuesday with uh, a sacrifice fly, two hits and two runs scored. And there is strike three. The catcher will have to throw him out at first. And that will end the second inning. Three up and three down for the Raiders. Nothing across. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Middle Tennessee nothing. FIU nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics. Located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the bottom of the second inning, no score. Middle Tennessee and Florida International. These teams won about three seasons, I think, without playing each other. We were here in 2014, last time that uh, we played here. They came to Murfreesboro last year. But it's been a long series. The 49th 
game between the two, and the Panthers lead the series 25 wins to 23 for the Raiders. Here's Ramirez, the designated hitter, right-handed batter, and he's just a freshman. First pitch from Keenan outside, skipped a little bit in the dirt in the left-hand hitter's box. For a ball one, Ramirez, five home runs and a 295 batting average. Big right-handed batter. Keenan misses outside, ball two. Two and oh. Bottom of the second inning, Keenan retired the side in order in the first. And this pitch caught the outside corner, two and one. That's where he had been trying to locate the first two pitches. Two balls and a strike. He missed outside with this one a little bit low and away, and the count goes to three and one on Ramirez. He is a big young man, 5'11", 240. And the pitch is a strike, three and two. Ramirez leading off the second inning for the Panthers. Swing and a ground foul over by the FIU on-deck circle. On-deck hitter Soltolongo made a nice pickup on that one. So the count will hold at three balls and two strikes. Keenan with the pitch, misses high, ball four, and he walks the leadoff man in the second inning. Did not, did not walk a batter against UTSA in his last start. So runner at first, nobody out, and batter is Robert Soltolongo. Sophomore playing left field, 283 average, right-handed batter. Yeah, he's a little guy. Does have a couple of home runs. Ball hit foul off to the right side. That'll be out of play. One strike to Sotolongo. Listed at 5'11", 200 pounds. He's not that small. Transfer from Florida Christian. Takes a breaking ball high. One and one. Three left-handed hitters in the order for FIU. Keenan's already retired two of them. One ball, one strike. And the right-hander delivers, and the ground ball hits slowly. They will go to second for one. The throw to first, not in time. That ball was hit too slowly to turn a double play, but they did get the lead runner, Ramirez at second, Lopez to Mabry, four out number one. And Sotolongo reaches on a fielder's choice. He's at first with one out. Catcher Matthew Gonzalez, a freshman. Coming in, that's from the right side. 241 average for Gonzalez. And 
hits the ball into left center field. Vincent coming on the run will make a running catch and toss it back into the infield, and that is out number two. Gonzalez after the first pitch flies to Luke Vincent in center field. Here's Dante Girardi, second baseman. And now batting for your Panthers. The second baseman number one. A right-handed batter hitting 246 with two home runs. Sotolongo, the runner at first with two outs. Keenan throws over to first, and the runner is back. Sotolongo with 10 stolen bases on the season, tied for the team lead. Girardi stands in from the right side. Keenan's pitch is taken high for ball one. If that name is familiar, his dad is Joe. And he's the skipper of the, uh, I think he's at Philadelphia now with the Phillies. One ball, no strikes. The count to Girardi. Check of the runner in the pitch. Take it high again, ball two. Two balls, no strikes. So we've got a couple of uh, offspring of former major leaguers in the starting lineup tonight. Girardi for the Panthers. J.T. Mabry, who's dad John, a longtime big leaguer and, and still in the bigs as a coach, playing for the Raiders. 2-0 pitch, taken high and away. Ball three, three balls, no strikes. Girardi lists his hometown as Fort Lauderdale, 5'11", 185, and a sophomore here at FIU. Count three balls, no strikes. There are two outs here in the second inning. FIU with a runner at first. And Keenan's pitch is right in there for a strike call, three and one. Beautiful afternoon for baseball in Miami, Florida. Keenan comes set. The runner goes and the pitch is fouled out of play back behind us. And the count will go full to Girardi at three and two. He is batting seventh in the order. Carpio, the right fielder, waiting to hit next. Yes, we do have a outside mic. We are sitting outside, a crowd mic, but there's very little crowd here to make any noise. 3-2 is the count to Girardi. Throw to first and the runner back. Almost caught him leaning the wrong way. So the runner will be off with the pitch with a 3-2 count. Looks down to his third base coach. There are no signs coming. Everybody knows the runner is going to be going. Keenan comes set. 
And the 3-2 pitch, low and outside, and he walked him. Second walk of the inning for Keenan. That's not like him. Runners first and second, two outs. Batter is Carpio. Carpio at 333 on the season. No home runs. Bats from the left side. First number 45, same number as our right fielder, Justin Snyder. First and second, two outs. Keenan with the pitch, ground ball, just outside the first base uh, foul line, picked up by Nagishi. Strike one to Carpio. Carpio out of Miami. Local youngster, he's a sophomore. One strike to count. Keenan turns, looks at second. Looks that runner back in there. There was not a throw. Got to have anchors here or this breeze will blow everything away. Here's a strike, count of two strikes now to Carpio. Runners first and second, two outs. Kanan comes set in the pitch. Swung on and missed, struck him out swinging. And Kanan picks up his first strikeout of the game. Banning Carpio with two runners aboard. No runs, no hits. Two men left. We completed two full innings. Middle Tennessee nothing and FIU nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. You put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. And we go to the third inning. Each pitcher has faced eight batters. Bridgen for FIU's given up two hits. Keenan for Middle Tennessee has given up two walks. And the number nine hitter leading off the third for both teams. Uh, for the Raiders, it will be Luke Vincent. And then we go back to the top of the order. Luke bats from the left side. 232 his average. 
Three home runs, 16 batted in. And plays a good center field. Here's Pridgen with the pitch. Benson takes a strike, nothing and one. He'll be followed by Lopez and then JT Mabry. Swinging a ground ball to the right side. Easy play for the second baseman. Girardi, who will throw out Benson for out number one here in the third. Here's the top of the batting order now. Fausto Lopez flies to center in the first inning. Played his uh, junior college ball at Pensacola State. That's over on the other side of the state. Gets this one in the air to right field. Carpio coming in a few steps, camps under it, and he's got it for out number two. Two up, two down quickly here in the third, and JT Mabry will back. the second baseman, number 11, JT Mabry. Line to single to left field in the first inning, stole a base, but was stranded at third. Base is empty, two outs for Mabry. Pridgen with the pitch, fastball misses, ball one. Comes back with a breaking pitch, which sails outside for ball two, and it's 2-0 and to Mabry. Swung on, fouled back this way. I didn't hear it hit, so that meant it went over our heads and out behind the ballpark. Two balls on a strike. Line drive over the head of Girardi and into right field. Mabry with his second straight hit will be at first with two outs. Just over the glove of Dante Girardi playing second base. That's the third hit for the Raiders, and with two outs, the batter is Jackson Galloway. Jackson Galloway. Galloway had an infield hit in the first inning to extend his hitting streak to 11. The Raiders' leading hitter at 358 coming into the game. Mabry at first, stole a base in the first inning. There was a good fastball from Pridgen for strike one. They don't have a radar gun here, but you can tell he's throwing 90 plus as his uh, strikeouts would attest. There's a pitch in the dirt and Mabry who was on his way to second is gonna try to get to third the throw will be off the mark, and J.T. Mabry advances all the way to third. We're going to give him a stolen base because he was running on the pitch. Pitch was in the dirt back to the backstop, so that'll be a wild pitch charge to Pridgen. And a runner will be at third with two outs and a 1-1 count to Jackson Galloway. So for the second 
straight inning. Mabry has made it all the way around to third base. Need to get him home. One and one the count. Swinging a foul. Back into the catcher's mitt. One ball, two strikes. Galloway stands back in with a one-two count. And the pitch is outside. A good fastball, but missed the mark. Two and two to Galloway. Right-hander fires, swung on and missed. Struck him out, and that will end the inning. That is all in the third, no runs. One hit, one left. We'll go to the bottom of the third inning. Still, Middle Tennessee nothing, FIU nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannison Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And we go to the bottom of the third inning in a scoreless game. Zach Keenan on the mound has not given up a hit. He has walked a couple. Number nine hitter Perez, third baseman, will lead off, and then we'll go back to the top of the batting order. FIU 5 and 16 in the, the conference. They uh, have lost two out of three to Marshall. Got swept by Louisiana Tech. Uh, lost two out of three to Old Dominion. Lost two out of three to Western Kentucky. Pitch is swung on and missed. One strike to Perez. Uh, played. Southern missed here and got swept. Got swept on the road at San Antonio and lost two out of three at FAU. So that's uh, in the nutshell their conference record so far. Strike two to Perez and the count will go to 0-2. Left-handed batter. And Keenan's pitch over but low for Ball one, one ball and two strikes. Base is empty. Perez leading off the bottom of the third for the Panthers. Keenan winds and fires, misses high and away. Ball two, two and two. 
understand we have some uh, rainy weather back home. It's perfect here. 2-2 pitch hit to right field. Long run for Snyder. Looks up. That one's gone. Into right center field. A home run for Perez. Caught it just right, and he will put FIU in the lead here by a score of one to nothing. A solo shot. They do not have the outfield distances painted on the fence, but to right center field, I'm guessing a good 370 or so. This is a very big outfield. So Perez with his second home run of the season. That is the 11th home run given up by Zach Keenan, and FIU leads one to nothing. Here is Odina, the leadoff batter, takes the pitch from Keenan outside for ball one. Odina flied to left, leading off the first inning for the Panthers. So it's one to nothing, FIU leading here in the bottom of the third. Keenan's pitch, swing and a miss, and it is one and one. Right-hander winds and fires, misses outside. Two balls on a strike to Odina. Sanchez waiting to hit next. Very young FIU team. There's a strike, caught the outside corner, two and two. Coach Melendez in his six years trying to do a little rebuilding job here. Two balls and two strikes. Ground ball to third, backhanded by Coker. Sets himself, fires a strike to first, and that is out number one. Good play by Brett Coker. Backhanded that uh, sharply hit ground ball. Squared himself up, made a perfect throw to first. One out here in the third, the batter is Alec Sanchez. Grounded out to Mabry in second base in the first inning. Sanchez, a left-handed hitter, stands in. Keenan's pitch, missed inside, ball one. Snyder playing fairly deep in right field to this left-handed hitter. That one skipped up and it's ball two. Two and oh to Sanchez. Galloway straight away and left. Benson a few steps over into right center. The pitch to the plate, low ball three. There's an FIU logo about halfway between second base and the 400 foot sign in center field. Benson's about 20 feet or so behind that. And swung over a few steps into right center. Three balls, no strikes. There's a strike called, and it's three and one to Sanchez. He played against the Raiders last year. At home, he was uh, the designated hitter in all four games. And a little tap right in front of the plate. Keenan picks it up, throws to first in time. Sanchez is retired, pitcher to first for the second out. Lead off home run in the inning by Noel Perez. 
as FIU on top one to nothing. Here's Figueroa. First baseman granted out to Mabry in the first inning. Figueroa. He also played against the Raiders last year at home. Started every game at first base where he is tonight. That's from the left side. Pitch to him, taking first strike, nothing and one. Figueroa swings and misses at Keenan's second pitch, and it's 0-2. Steps out of the box, takes a big practice swing. Stands back in there. And the 0-2 pitch hit the right field. Snyder backing up. I think he's got room. He does on the warning track. Makes a one-hand stab for out number three. So that is all. After the leadoff home run, Keenan sets them down in order. But one run, one hit. Nobody left. We've played three and the Panthers in Miami. One FIU one, Middle Tennessee one nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. This isn't your regular cola. So this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. And we go to the top of the fourth inning. Raiders trailing one to nothing. Spears, Coker, and Snyder for the Raiders here in the fourth against the right-hander Patrick Pridgen, who in three innings has allowed no runs on three hits. He has struck out four, has not uh, walked anybody. Mason Spears struck out in the first. Right-handed batting catcher for the Raiders. Spears and Fausto Lopez are the two Raider baseball players scheduled to walk the graduation line on Saturday at MTSU. Of course, they will not be there. But uh, we do congratulate them on earning their degrees. Pitch low and inside to Spears, ball one. Several of the other players have already uh, earned their degrees, many of them getting the playing the extra year due to COVID. There's a strike called, and it is one and one to Spears. It's caught the majority of uh, the games for the Raiders this season. Stands in from the right side, bounces one to the left side of the infield, 
Shortstop has it, makes a long throw to first, and it is a bad throw, and the first baseman cannot come up with it. Figueroa tried to short hop it. Spears will be at first, and we'll see how they score that. They're going to give him an infield hit. A very liberal scoring decision here, but Spears will take it. He's been needing some hits lately. So that'll be the fourth hit off Pridgen. And with a runner at first, the batter is Brett Coker. Took a call third strike in the first inning. So the Raiders have the first man on. And Spears takes a throw over at first from Pridgen. Gets back in time. Spears has only attempted one stolen base this season, so you're not looking for him to run unless it could be a hit and run. The pitch low in the dirt, blocked by Gonzalez. One ball, one, one ball, no strikes to Brett Coker. Single, double, and triple against Georgia State on Tuesday. Takes the pitch high, ball two. Two and oh. FIU leading one to nothing on a solo home run by third baseman Perez in the bottom of the third inning. Two balls, no strikes. Pitch high, ball three. And he has fallen behind Coker, three and oh. Bridgen comes set and delivers a 3-0 strike, and it's 3-1. Outside, and he walked him. Raiders have the first two men on here in the fourth inning, and that is the first walk allowed by Pridgen. The batter will be Snyder. Time call will have a visit to the mound. Raiders uh, practiced here last night after the rather lengthy flight from Nashville to Miami. It was a nonstop and a very smooth flight. But it was a long day, especially after getting home around midnight the following night from Atlanta and the Georgia State game. But anyway, uh, came out and practiced last night for a couple of hours. And we found out that there is a wildlife preserve behind the right field fence uh, just to the uh, right of the foul pole. It extends uh, good ways. And one of the inhabitants out there happened to come on the field while we were practicing last night. A beautiful red fox just came trotting down right past the Blue Raider bullpen. Before I could get my camera ready to get a picture, he was gone. According to the maintenance people here, and I talked to them before the game, there are no alligators, no gators back in the wildlife reserve. Although it is rather marshy back there. Visit to the mound completed. First and second, no outs for Eston Snyder. Might be bunting here. 
He is around the bunt, pops it up, and nobody can get to it. It's over by the FIU dugout. A lot of foul ground here from the third baseline to the dugouts. It's a good, well, I stepped it off in the outfield. It's 45 feet from the outfield foul line to the warning track and another five or six feet to the fence. And it's even longer, probably 90 to 100 feet from the foul lines on both sides to the dugouts. So anything hit in the air here, even if it's in foul ground, is uh, up for grabs. Count one strike to Snyder. Let's see if the bunt is still on. Runners lead at first and second. And it is still on, and again, he pops it up and back off the screen and the count 0-2. So the Raiders unable to get the bunt down. Snyder steps out of the box, checks his third base coach, Jordan Getz. Got someone for a sign and we'll stand back in with a count of 0-2. Not likely to be bunting here, but if I use first baseman's playing up on the edge of the grass, he thinks the bunt might still be on. Pridgen looks in for the sign. And the 0-2 pitch, check swing. And he is called out, I think by the first base umpire on an appeal. So Snyder called out on strikes. Now adding the first base number, number 10, Tetsunori Nagishi. First base umpire Patrick Graham rang him up. Here's Nagishi who lined out to right field, hit the ball solidly, but right at the right fielder, Carpio. First and second, one out. Pridgen comes set. Pitch is low, four ball one. Well, I've got everything I need out here on the table they provided me except a little light. And when it darkness uh, beginning to fall here in Miami, we'll see whether I can read the book, the scorebook, in about an hour. One ball, no strikes, the pitch. Oh, skips back to the backstop. Runners will advance. And that will be a wild pitch, the second of the game for Pridgen. As Spears moves over to third and Coker down to second. So the bunt didn't get them down there, but they're there now thanks to the wild pitch. So second and third, one out. And a two ball, no strike count to Tatsunori Nagishi. Nagishi, the left-handed hitting first ball. Oh, there's the light. Thank you. The lights just came on here. They've got one right outside my tent. That's wonderful. The pitch. Nagishi hits it high in the air. Spears will tag at third base. It's going to be caught in fair ground, and the throw coming in will be cut off. That was too shallow to allow Spears to score. So that is out number one as Nagishi flies out to shallow left field for out number two. 
Second and third, two outs. It'll now be up to Brian Dillingham. Number one, Brian Dillingham. Dillingham had a couple of big hits in the game Tuesday at Atlanta against Georgia State. Had some key hits in the UTSA series. Here's Pridgen with a pitch, and it backs him away. Inside, ball one. Dillingham struck out in the second inning. Pridgen has struck out five. Walked one and thrown a couple of wild pitches, but he's ahead one to nothing. High inside, that one caught him on the left arm, I think. So Dillingham hit by pitch will go down to first base. That will Not load the bases with two seven. outs and the batter Luke is Luke Benson. Benson. Luke grounded out to second baseman Girardi leading off the third inning. He's up for a second time. A left-handed hitter, bases loaded, two outs. Let's see if the Raiders can chase somebody home here. And Pridgen with the pitch. Fastball right down Main Street, strike one. One strike to count to Luke Benson. Bases loaded. Two outs here in the fourth. The pitch swung on and fouled straight back. He's just coming with heat. And it's 0-2 to Vincent. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Strikes the count to Benson, takes the pitch high and outside. Count goes to one and two. Blue Raiders center fielder. Benson with the bases loaded and two outs here in the fourth inning. And Pridgen with the pitch and he struck him out swinging on a changeup. Strikeout and number Bridget six for Bridget. To escape the jam. For the Raiders, no runs. One hit. And they strand three runners. We will go to the bottom of the fourth inning. FIU one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. 
Dick Palmer with you from Miami. We go to the bottom of the fourth inning. For the Panthers, leading one to nothing, they will have the four, five, six hitters against Zach Keenan. Keenan threw three innings, has given up one run, one hit. That was the home run to Perez. And has walked two and struck out one. George Ramirez walked in the second inning. Batting in the number four spot. Ramirez, a right-handed hitter. Keenan with the pitch. Starts him off with a breaking ball and for a strike. Nothing and one. Big right-hander looks in. Steps back off the rubber now. And will reset with a count of one strike to Ramirez. Here's the pitch to the plate. Well, the breaking ball caught the outside corner, nothing and two. Keenan comes with the 0-2 pitch, skipped it up there in the dirt. One ball and two strikes. Ramirez at 295 with five home runs. One ball, two strikes. Pitch is a bit low for ball two, two and two. Keenan trying to get this leadoff hitter here in the fourth inning. And has a 2-2 count. Now steps back off the rubber. Looks into Spears for the side. Lines and fires and a ground foul outside third. Count holds at two balls, two strikes. First of a three-game series here at Florida International University. This is a huge university. It's got a big campus here. It's got over 30, almost 35,000 students here plus some satellite campuses elsewhere. Pitch comes in just a bit high, ball three. So he got out in front two strikes and now he's three and two with Ramirez. Here's the payoff pitch, low and outside and he walked him. The second straight Time Ramirez has walked to lead off an inning. And now batting for the Panthers, the left fielder number seven. Third walk allowed by Keenan. Ramirez at first, nobody out, and Sotolongo, the left fielder, will stand in. He grounded to Lopez at short and forced Ramirez at second base, but the Raiders did not turn the double play. The ball was hit too slowly to short, and it's so to long go back in there. That's from the right side. The pitch is swing and a miss. Strike one. Runner leads at first. Not really a stolen base threat. 
There's a foul out of, oh, swing and a miss. That pop I heard was the ball hitting the catcher's mid, not a foul. So it's 0-2 on Sotolongo. Ramirez, a short lead at first base. The 0-2 pitch taken outside. One ball and two strikes. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. FIU leading one to nothing on a solo home run by their third baseman, Perez. That's been the only hit off Zach Keenan. One ball, two strikes. And again, this pitch misses outside. Ball two, two and two. Outfield straight away to the right-hand hitter. Two-two pitch, strike three call. Caught him looking. Good fastball from Keenan. Picks up his second strikeout. And with one out, the batter is Gonzalez, the catcher. catcher number nine, Matthew Gonzalez. Flight out to Benson in center field back in the second inning. 325 down each foul line here. 400 destroyed away center field. There's a good uh, batter's eye behind the center field fence. And a lot of room in that outfield. Some outfields just look bigger than others. And you get right down to it, they're all the same. Here's the pitch to the plate. Outside, I've always heard the uh, announcers say the outfield at, at Colorado is huge. But it's gotta be the same except for the distances down the line and the distance to center field. And that's what makes it look a little bigger. One ball, no strikes. There's a strike call, breaking ball. Count goes to one and one on Gonzalez. One out, runner at first base. FIU leading one to nothing. We are in the bottom of the fourth inning. Keenan, a long look in. Glances over his shoulder at the runner at first. And the 1-1 pitch. The runner goes. Line to right field. Hit and run. Nicely executed by FIU. They'll have runners at the corners as the throw comes back into the infield. Ramirez off with the pitch. And the batter, Gonzalez, executing the hit and run to perfection. Line to single to right field. Hit behind the runner. That is only the second hit off Cannon. But and now runners at the corners the with one out, and the batter is Dante, Dante Girardi. Girardi. Girardi walked in the second inning. Coming into the game, hitting 246, bats from the right side. He is a sophomore. First and third, one out. Raiders in double play depth in the infield. Foul back this way. Out of play. One strike to count. I'm a little bit outside the net 
behind home plate, so there's a possibility a foul could come in this direction. But I'm ready as usual. Kaden with the one strike pitch brings it to the plate. It's high. One and one. Carson Herbert, the Blue Raider baseball information guy, is here in the park. He's set up right next to me, but he's down taking pictures right now. Putting them on. Twitter and Facebook and whatever else is out there. Sending uh, little capsules out after every half ending. The one one pitch and for a strike one and two. So Keenan is ahead in the count one ball two strikes to Girardi. Bit of a breeze kicking up. Not enough to uh, get the flag moving out there. So very little air stirring right at the moment. Here's the pitch to the plate. It's high. Two balls, two strikes. A solo home run by the FIU third baseman Perez, the number nine hitter. Back in the third inning has been the only run in this game. One to nothing FIU leading. Swing and a miss. Struck him out swinging. Girardi down on strikes. That was a nice. Appeared to be a slider. And now batting for your Panthers. The right fielder number 45. Second strike out, strike out in the inning and the fourth of the game for, I'm sorry, the third of the game for Kena, who has also walked three. Here is Carpio, the right fielder, and a left-handed hitter. First and third, two outs. Keenan's pitch, taken outside, ball one. Ramirez, the leadoff batter, walked. He's over at third. Gonzalez, who singled, is at first. Two outs in the fourth and a shot up the middle. And that will be into center field for a base hit. Ramirez comes in to score, and it's a two-to-nothing game. Carpio drives in and that's the Panthers' second run. From Ruben, Third Carpio. hit, second run off Keenan. Second hit in the and inning. And for your Panthers. It's the third baseman, number 18, Noel Perez. Here's Perez, who homered in the bottom of the third as the leadoff batter. So it's now two to nothing, Panthers. Runners first and second with two outs. Perez on a 2-2 count, lined one over the fence in right center. Hits this one into left center, and a long run caught by Dillingham. Moving towards center field, Dillingham made a running catch to retire Perez and retire the Panthers here in the fourth, but not before they score one run. 
They had two hits in the inning and leave two runners. One of our favorites here at the ball. We have completed four full innings. It is FIU two, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. On the field. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. No mulligans in this game, unfortunately. We'll go to the fifth inning. Raiders trailing that two to nothing. This is going to be one of the more incredible. This is the 91st birthday of one of the game's greats, Willie Mays, celebrating his 91st birthday today. Thank you, Dottie. Throw goes down to second, and the Raiders in the fifth it. inning will have the top of the batting order up. Need to get something started against this right-hander. Patrick Pridgen, who has, in four innings, allowed no runs on four hits. He's walked one, but has struck out six Blue Raiders. And now back to the action. And here is Fausto Lopez. 0 for 2. He has flied to center and flied to right. Fausto Lopez. Lopez coming into the game at 297. Here's the pitch. Takes it high, ball one. Raiders have had scoring opportunities, left two runners in scoring position in the first inning. Left two in scoring position in the third. And had the first two men on in the fourth, left the bases loaded. So it's not that they haven't had opportunities. Lopez takes ball two, and it's 2-0 and oh to the Raider leadoff man here in the fifth. There's a strike, two and one. Pridgen throwing hard. He's got a good live fastball. Pitch to Lopez, and he drills it into left field for a base hit. And the Raiders again have the leadoff man on. Lopez with a sharp single to open the fifth inning. That is the fifth hit for the Raiders off Pridgen. And the batter is J.T. Mabry, who is two for two. Number 11, J.T. Mabry. Mabry, single to left field in the first, single to right field in the third. FIU middle infielders squeeze in a little bit towards second base. Hoping to get a ground ball. And Mabry lines one to left field. That is in for a hit. He is three for three. 
And the Raiders have runners at first and second with nobody out. That is hit number six for the Raiders. And with Callaway coming up, first and second, no outs. Galloway takes a look down at uh, Jordan Kesselman in the third base coach's box, flashing a few signs. Galloway has singled and struck out, singled in the first inning. Here's Pridgen, pitch outside, ball one. Fastball, but missed the strike zone. One ball, no strikes. Lopez and Mabry back-to-back singles to open the fifth inning. The Raiders trailing two to nothing. Need to get something going here. Galloway takes it all. Speed pitch in for a strike. One and one. Big right-hander looks in for the sign. Comes set and delivers. And a ball hit foul at the plate. The count will go to one and two on Galloway. Spears waiting to hit next. Fans clapping, folks. That is artificial crowd noise. Here's the one-two pitch coming to Galloway, and he struck him out swinging. And went for a bad pitch outside. So that is out number one, strikeout number seven for Pridgen. And the batter is Mason Spears, who struck out in the first, single in the fourth. 23, Mason Spears. As you can tell, I'm uh, right below a PA speaker here on the first base side. Spears, the Raiders catcher, one for two. First and second, one out. Pitches outside and the catcher Gonzalez saved a wild pitch there. Bridget's already thrown a couple to the backstop. One ball, no strikes. Well, the Raiders have had opportunities to score in every inning except the second when they were retired in order. They have left six runners on base in this game. The pitch to the plate is high. Off-speed breaking ball, but it Failed to catch the strike zone. Two balls, no strikes to Spears. Bridgen comes set, and here's the pitch. High for a ball. Three and oh. 
time call. Gonzalez, the catcher, out to have a word with his pitcher. There is a right-hander up in the FIU bullpen. First and second with one out and a 3-0 count to Spears with Coker waiting to hit next. Let's see if Mason gets the green light here. I would say probably not. Pridgen has only walked one batter in this game, but he's 3-0 and on Spears. And this is a letter high strike. Good fastball, 3-1. and Spears taking all the way. Lopez, who singled, is on at second base. Mabry, with his third straight hit, is the runner at first. One out. Bridgen comes set. Here's the pitch. Strike two called, and now the count is full. Three and two. Runners, Raiders started the runners in this situation uh, in the first inning. See what they're doing here. Bridgen comes set. Both runners go. Pitches swung on and missed. Throw to third is in time. That is a strike him out, throw him out, double play, and, and the inning is over. With the strikeout, he's a hundred strikeout of the season. Out on strikes. To get out of the jam. And Lopez thrown out. Gonzalez to Perez at third base trying to steal. So that is all. The fifth inning started off very promising for the Raiders, but no runs. Two hits and one left. We are halfway home in this game. It's FIU 2, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from their field. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Bottom of the fifth inning for FIU. They will have the top of the batting order. Just as the Raiders did in the top of the inning. Raiders have left six men on base now in five innings. And I've had runners in scoring position in every inning except the second. But have not been able to chase anybody across home plate yet. 
Here's Odina. Lead off man, shortstop, glide out in the first, grounded out in the third. He's 0 for 2, a right-handed batter against Zach Keenan. Keenan winds and fires, and he attempted to bunt, fouled it back to the backstop. Strike one to Odina. Keenan in four innings has allowed two runs on only three hits. He's walked three, struck out three. And one of those walks has scored. There's a ball, and it's one and one to Odina. He walked uh, Ramirez to lead off the fourth, and he came around with the second run for the Panthers. Line drive, right field, base hit. That's a leadoff single for Odina. Into right field. And now that number four off the center fielder, number 13, Alec Sanchez. Here's Sanchez, who has grounded out twice, has grounded to second, and grounded back to the pitcher. Runner at first base with nobody out. Sanchez, a left-handed batter. Keenan out of the stretch, and the pitch is in for a strike. Nothing in one. Odina, who can steal a base. He's got 10 of them this year. The runner at first. Strike two called outside corner. Keenan out in front, two strikes. Two runs, four hits for the Panthers. No runs, six hits for the Blue Raiders, who have stranded seven. Keenan with the pitch, high and outside for a ball, one and two. Figueroa waiting to hit next. Very pleasant night here since the uh, sun has gone down. One ball, two strikes. Runner goes, the pitch is a ball, and the throw to second, not in time. So Odina steals second. It's a pretty good looking pitch to Sanchez, what is called ball two. Two and two. For Odina, his 11th stolen base of the season. He's at second with no outs. Two and two to Sanchez. Keenan comes set, the 2-2 pitch is fouled back to the screen. Sanchez removes his batting helmet, steps out of the box, stands back in from the left side, wears number 13 on the back of his white home uniform. They're all in white pinstripes with navy blue colors, navy blue lettering, the pitch in the dirt, runner Makes a late break and gets into third, and that'll be a wild pitch. 
charge to Keenan. So now they have the leadoff man all the way over to third with nobody out. And a full count to the batter, Sanchez. Keenan got ahead of him, two strikes, but now it's three and two. Raider infield pulls in with that runner at third base. Keenan's gonna have to pitch out of another mess here in the fifth. Pitches out of the stretch. And popped up in foul ground. A lot of room out there. Coker a long run, but that one will go over the bullpen fence into the FIU bullpen. The count will hold at three and two. So another 3-2 pitch will be forthcoming. Here with a runner at third and no outs. In the bottom of the fifth inning. Here it is. And it is low for ball four. Single and a walk to open and the fifth inning. Panthers, the first baseman number 26, Adrian Figueroa. Fourth walk given up by Keenan. Runners at the corners with nobody out. Raiders going to play the infield, middle infielders halfway. Well, a little bit, I'd say more double play depth than halfway, a little bit. Now they're going to come in and we'll have a visit to the mound. Pitching coach Jerry Myers will call for a meeting and that's going to be all for Keenan. Zach is going to come out of the game here in the bottom of the fifth inning with runners at first and third and nobody out. So we will take a break here and tell you about our new pitcher when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raiders, thinking about buying a second home along the coast? I've got you covered. From Gulf Shores to Apalachicola, or maybe a condo cabin in the Smokies, I've got that covered too. Buying, selling, or auction here in Middle Tennessee, not a problem either. Call on me, Richard Lewis, for all of your real estate dreams. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, 615-896-5656. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. So the Raiders make a pitching change here in the bottom of the fifth with runners at first and third and no outs. As right under James Sells will check into the game. Sells, a freshman. It's the Tullahoma High School, 
And he will face the left-hand hitting Figueroa. Sells making his 13th appearance. Has a two and one record with a 1.73 earned run average. 26 innings, he's allowed 20 hits. Five earned runs, he has walked nine, struck out 24. Has allowed no home runs and opponents hitting 225 against the Raider freshman, James Sells. So he has inherited a pretty tough situation here in the fifth with runners first and third and no outs. And the better, Figueroa, the first baseman, a left-handed hitter. He is 0 for 2. Middle infielders will play back in double play depth. Nagishi holding the runner at first and Coker about even with the bag at third. Sells looks into Spears for the sign. And the pitch is a fastball right in there for a strike. Nothing in one. Sells with a good live arm. Has the lowest earned run average on the Raiders staff. Mostly in relief appearances. Turns and throws to first. And the runner over there, Sanchez, is back. One strike to count to Figueroa. Sells comes set. And the pitch to the plate swung on, hit in the air into left center. That ball is hit a long way. It's going to be caught out there by Dillingham in deep left center field, deep enough to allow the runner to tag and score from third. So Odina comes in to score. On a sacrifice fly by Figueroa. So he will get run batted and in his 20th Panthers. of the season. It's the DH number 39. The runner at first Ramirez. held. That run will be charged to Keenan. And it is now a three to nothing game with one out here in the fifth inning. Runner at first. Here is Ramirez who has walked twice and scored after the second walk he received. Pitch to the plate, hit foul down the right field line. That's going to be in the Blue Raider bullpen. Out of play. One strike to count to Ramirez. Sells a hard-throwing right-hander, and Ramirez, a right-handed batter, a little bit late on that fastball, fouled it away. This one hit high in the air to left field. Dillingham with a long run toward the line, makes the catch and quickly gets it into the infield and the runner at first tags and goes to second. It was that deep. It's good base running over there by Sanchez. That is out number two in the inning. And now runner in scoring position and second. And the Panthers, the left fielder number seven, Robert. Here is Soto Longo, the left fielder. He's called out on strikes his last time up. Keenan's still responsible for the runner in second base. Yeah. 
So Tolongo has hit into a force play and struck out. Sales checks the runner and delivers, swing and a miss. He's out in front one strike. Right-hander comes set, checks the runner at second. And the pitch to the plate is a breaking ball and hit him. Sotolongo hit by a breaking ball that didn't break. We'll go down to first base. And with two outs, runners at first and second. The batter is the catcher, Gonzalez. He's flied out and he is single to right. Single runs in the third, fourth, and fifth for the Panthers. They lead it three to nothing. Sells comes set, delivers to Gonzalez. A breaking ball. That one did break. Right in there for a strike call. Nothing in one. Not much wind. The wind uh, died down as soon as it got dark here. Throw to second runner back. Mabry took the throw about three, four feet off the bag, so it was not a close play. One strike to count to the right-hand hitter, Gonzalez. And the pitch to the plate is taken outside for ball one. Raiders have had scoring opportunities in every inning except the second when they went retired in order, but have not been able to chase anybody across home plate yet. One and one to Gonzalez. Runners first and second. And the pitch to the plate. And that popped off Spears' mid. It looked like he might have been crossed up on that pitch. The runner on second alertly Broke for third as soon as he saw the ball pop out of Spears' mitt. So it's first and third. That may go as a pass ball. Time call. Now they're going to wave the runner on first to second for whatever reason. Coach Tolman would like to know the reason. The home plate umpire will try to explain his uh, side of the story. Well, it looked like it just popped out of Spears' mitt and the second runner at second saw that and took off for third, but the umpires waved the runner at first base over to second. And I don't know why. Unless, I don't know, I don't think there was a balk called. Now the umpires are getting together. The batter was not. Now they put the the batter on first base. Are they saying he got hit by a pitch? No, now the umpires are calling him back to the plate. So he was not hit by a pitch. 
but they waved the runner at first over to second. I think that it's going to retire, uh, require a little bit more of an explanation. Now the Raiders infielders are claiming the runner on second needs to go back to first. And the umpires are going to huddle again. question is, why did the umpire signal for the runner at first to go to second if the batter was not hit by a pitch? The batter went down to first base like he was supposed to be occupying that base, and then the umpires called him back, and that Tolman back out of the dugout again wants to know why the runner at first was allowed to go to second at the umpire's Quest. Now the third base umpire is getting into the uh, middle of the conversation and now they're going to send the runner back to first. <laughs> there was no logical reason for the runner at first to be waved down to second base by the umpire. And now the Florida international coach wants to know well, why did you wave my runner to second and then send him back? So runners are at first and third. This is really how it should be. The runner on second base, Sanchez, went to third when the ball popped out of Spears' mitt. The runner on first stayed but was then waved to second by the umpires and then was sent back to first. So the count is one ball and two strikes. Now the runner still second and a foul to the screen and he'll have to go back to first again. <laughs> uh, Carson, you'll have to find out something after the game about what all that was about. One ball, two strikes, runner at first. Soto Longo, he was running on the pitch. Sells come set. There he goes again. Swinging a miss, strike three. The inning is over. Gonzalez strikes out. Sells comes in, does a good job getting out of the, the inning. One run Texas in the inning. Roadhouse. On Let's take a look at the video board for the one hit. time standing. There were no errors Rory and two men left two. on base. We've completed five full innings. FIU three, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network so from Learfield. Track. 